Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles, including our full archive of shows. So please head on over to AmericaOutloud.news. Check out all the great articles and podcasts and share those on social media. We face the same social media censorship that so many of you do. So we do appreciate it when you share on social media. And we'll try and share those as well. Got a lot to talk about tonight, as everyone's noticed. Uh, There's a lot going on in our country. There's a lot going on outside of our country. Uh, But we're going to get started with the Speaker of the House. Uh, It's been over 10 days now since Republicans had a Speaker of the House. Uh, Of course, that could change at any moment. We don't know when they're going to vote, when they're going to elect a new Speaker. But we're at this point now where we've got a lot of these rhino Republicans who are refusing to vote for the clear choice. Jim Jordan, he's the people's choice. He's uh, got the majority vote right now. But they're not ready to uh, concede and let someone besides their buddy Kevin McCarthy become Speaker of the House. Many of these uh, Republicans are. They're just throwing a fit, basically, because Matt Gaetz uh, filed the motion to vacate against Kevin McCarthy. And that's what we're seeing play out here with the Republicans. A lot of these Deep state Republicans are just being whiny babies and won't vote for Jim Jordan. It's absolutely pathetic. And, you know, Rob, I'm sick and tired of hearing people talk about how dysfunctional this house is and blaming Matt Gates for it. Uh, personally, I prefer what the house is doing to what we've seen out of the Senate, which is just pathetic. Yeah, there's no controversy. Everyone seems to get along in the Senate, but they also just go along with everything the Democrats uh, want to do. So to me, the problem is the Senate. That's where uh, we need some fighters. The House, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're uh, debating on getting a speaker until they get it right. And I think that's the right thing because Kevin McCarthy was just about worthless. Rob, how are you doing tonight? And what are your thoughts on the ongoing fight for Speaker of the House? Andrew, I'm doing great. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in uh, tonight. Uh, as we air tonight, there's a possibility that they might have already selected a speaker or they're in the process of selecting a speaker. Surely we thought that last week after Jim Jordan came up as being the person that won the support of most Republicans in a closed vote, that they were going to go ahead and vote him in. And especially after uh, Scalise, Steve Scalise dropped out. But that's not to be the case. And like you said, uh, there are some Republicans who are there who have a, I guess, a different take as to who should be the Speaker of the House. There are some individuals that are coming out that I've never heard of before. Uh, I guess they were the senators, I mean, not senators, but the uh, reps in quiet. Uh, now they see a, a platform for themselves to step on center stage, knowing that the media is reveling in this uh, scrimmage that. Republicans are going through and trying to elect or get a Speaker of the House. The Republicans do have a majority, albeit a very thin majority, and they will need some Democrats votes to help them get the person in. And when this first took place, when Matt Gates uh, 
make the uh, motion to vacate the the house, the leader of the house, and a lot of people felt that Matt was overstepping his bounds. Like, why is he doing this? And like you said, they were constantly attacking him, and even media on the right, they were attacking him. Of course, the left they enjoyed this because they want to prove or show that the Republicans are dysfunctional. Never mind you that the House as a whole, when you look at it, there are a lot of issues that are there. And for people to come out and praise Nancy Pelosi and say, oh, she knew how to count numbers and she was good. She knew how to hold together a caucus. And I said this when she was a speaker of the House. I'm like, I'm not impressed by Nancy at all because Nancy's just an old establishment. And her primary function is to raise money. And they always highlighted that, though. She can raise money. And I think the other reason why they were so kind to Nancy is because she was a woman. And they want to show that, well, women can do what men can do. But under Nancy Pelosi, the House was in complete disarray. Look at where the House is now. You have gender politics. You have race politics. It's, it's Everything that's there should not be there. It's almost like a secular TV show that we're watching. Remember George Floyd when he was killed? She's taking the knee. She's wearing a kente cloth. And they're all trying to bow down in the, uh, I think it was the rotunda of the house. And some of them were so old, they're about to fall over. But they did this, you know, an act of solidarity, a foolishness. And people thought, oh, this is powerful. This is the same speaker who had America uh, against each other uh, after George Floyd's uh, death, which shouldn't have happened, but it did. And then it's, it's unfit. It, it, there are a lot of things that we could say about George Floyd, the two-bit criminal, but to remake America, to have people at each other's throats because the media decided to side with the Democrats because they saw a way for them to gain power, when, which is what they did. They used this as an excuse to gain power, to scare Americans, to say that there is systemic racism and that they're after Black people. And when you look at it, the people that are after Black people are the Democrats who have completely just destroyed the fabric of our culture with everything. And then they threw in the whole thing with gay rights and genders, and you can be 12 different genders and men can be women. All this took place within a small period of time. And if people were to just step back and look at this, and see, that's what's not happening. They're not doing a post-mortem to look at what actually took place when the country was shut down during this fake red scare of COVID. You know, I know that some of you would say, but it was shut down on Trump. And people love to run to that without giving it context. But I want to provide context here because Trump was always against it. And yes, he had Dr. Fraud, Dr. Frankenfraud, Frankenstein there giving him information that I think that he should have just like completely not listened to. But it was unfortunate because this guy was supposed to be the lead expert and diseases and whatnot. So of course they called him up, but little did we know that he was in the camp for the Democrats and using all of his, his knowledge and what he says to play into the Democrats. So once they realized that they could use him as a useful tool, and then he realized that he can gain money off of this, the fix was in. So they shut it down because Trump knew that I'm not going to get anywhere with this. And there were Republicans who were saying, shut it down also. Now, I'm not referring to the governors. Okay, There were governors who were doing things on their own. But the House and the Senate, 
who were afraid of what the Democrats were doing because they were, they were afraid to fight. So Trump agreed. He said, okay, we'll shut down, but I will leave this into the hands of the governors to make their decisions. See, these are things that we have to remember. He said, I will leave it into the hands of the governors. Some governors shut down, some did a partial shutdown, some didn't do it at all. Okay, that's fine. But don't start attacking each other now because you decide to do what you did, what you did. But just going back to this, because I want to make, I'm trying to make a point here. So they shut the country down. And during that time frame, I mean, any and everything started to happen. Craziness just started just to be birthed all over. And this was under Nancy Pelosi's watch. The same woman who during the State of the Union address ripped up the script after the president of the United States has spoken. And the media gave her cover and said that it was okay. Now, imagine had a Republican done that. And a lot of people hate when you say that. Imagine if a Republican had done it. Because they'll say, well, we don't want to talk about that. But why not? You have to give it context. But had a Republican done that, as a Republican had done when Barack Obama was president and he was giving a State of the Union address, and a Republican yelled out, you lied. And the Democrats just had a complete condemnation. Oh my God, how could he say that? And then you had some Republicans who joined and said, why, how could he say that? That has never been done. This is unheard of. You have reporters, this is unheard of. This is a sacred place, sacred ground. But I point back to you earlier on in our history, there were gunfights <laughs> and people were shot. But no one wants to talk about that. The same thing with Jan 6. It was the worst thing that ever happened. Well, the worst thing that they were ever reporting on. But when you look back at the canons of history, you will see that other things took place. When you have the Kansas to come in and shoot up the Senate. I mean, there were just so many other things, but I don't want to go there. I just want to put, give you guys some context. That when, we're, when you're talking about the Democrats and how they're so together, they're not. But what they are together in is being conniving, cheating, and being disruptors. They're all on the same page when it comes time for that. Because if you were to look at some of the people on the House, if you were to look at their background, you would see that these people have shady backgrounds, checkered backgrounds. Look at Jamal Bowman, who during a vote, he decided to pull down an alarm, fire alarm, claiming that he was trying to open a door, but the door he was trying to open, two double doors were right next to him in back of him. How in the heck is pulling the fire alarm going to open a door? You pull the fire alarm to cause an alarm to make people aware there's possible fire, you know, get together, locate to a centralized area for safety. But he was telling us, oh, no, I got confused. And then you had other people supporting that lie. You had the media supporting that lie. And if anyone went against it, they labeled you as being, you're a racist because you're trying to attack him. No, this was a grown man who had been a principal who I'm sure that if any of his students had done something like that, he would have expelled them. Why haven't they expelled Bowman? I'm just giving you context here. Why hasn't he been expelled? But we want to look at the Republicans and say that they're bad and they're all over. Yeah, maybe they're not together as they should be. But yeah, Andrew, that's... when you give it context, it's a completely different story. That's such a good point about Bowman. I mean, a 15-year-old in high school... If he would have done what Bowman did, would have been expelled. And this guy, he was a former principal, as you said, and they're trying to act like he doesn't know any better. Give me a break. I mean, how ignorant and gullible do they think the American people are? It's just absolutely pathetic. And yeah, we're going to get the Speaker of the House, and I hope we get it right with uh, Jim Jordan. I think eventually we will. 
and uh, it's going to be a huge upgrade. So I think Matt Gates did the right thing overall here, despite all the criticism that he got. If you agree with him or not, he did what he felt he needed to do because things weren't moving with McCarthy. And we had reservations about McCarthy earlier on. But when they started trying to do this tit for tap and Nancy, she's better, and uh, maybe we should call her back in, or maybe we should give it to uh, Hakeem Jeffries, which is what they want. It's like, let's, let's just hold back. Republicans, take a step back and let's look at this. As again, giving it context as to what we're seeing so that you know that when they're telling you that the Democrats have their act together, it's not true. It is the media that's trying to dress it up that way because there's friction within that party. Remember, there was a New Jersey Democrat who left the House and moved over to the Republicans, but they don't want to talk about that. He left because he felt that the Democrats were nothing but a bunch of radicals. And they are. I'm not saying all of them, but a majority of them are. This is not the Democrat Party of your grandparents. It's completely different. Where in America or in our politics do we have people, the opposition, in power? Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, AOC, who, again, the media make these people out to be these like great individuals. They're smart. AOC is not. I don't care if she went to Boston University. The breath, her breath of knowledge is not there. Yes, she can stand on the House floor and she can wave her arms and she can jump around and create a spectacle. And then you have the other woman, Jasmine Crockett. They're young. They're flippant. And because they're saying things, people, oh, they're so powerful. But if a Republican were to say the same thing, you would say, oh, they're not respecting the House. And then you'll have other Republicans who will join in with them. Oh, we need to respect the House. Throw that out the window. It doesn't work anymore. It does not work. Okay, it just doesn't work when you can't call out people in the House for clearly being anti-Semitic. Rashida Tlaib, why is it that she has the flag of the Palestinians in the House? This is America. I don't even want to see the Ukraine flag. This is America. If you were to go to their countries, do you think you would see the American flag? Absolutely not. But here in America, because you have the right we can do it. Simply because you have the right doesn't mean you should do it. It's time to respect the country. It's time, we, we need to go back a couple of years. Now, of course, in saying that, people will immediately will say, oh, you want to go back to slavery? No. I want to go back to a time whereby there was respect. Because when you do go back in time, you'll find out that a lot of black people, a lot of them, many of them, had so much respect for this country. More respect than I would say some of the Democrats who are probably trying to hold or had their knees on the necks of blacks. We got to be truthful here. We got to speak truth to power. When you go back in time, no, it wasn't the best, but you had blacks that were determined. You had blacks who were in Congress. I mean, I'm talking about going all the way back, who were in the Senate. But then fast forward, you had the Democrats to come in and they shut it all down. And that's the history that a lot of black people don't know. They don't know about it. But we need to go back and reclaim that history and look at it. Yeah, it was difficult times, but to try to put it on one group, always oh, all the Republicans. When, when you look at the Republicans, they freed the slaves. They were the ones who were trying to push civil rights. 
who, when it was passed, they made certain that it worked. And then you have some say, yeah, but what happened is that you had some of the Democrats, they left the Democrat Party, and then they went to the Republican Party. True, true enough. They did do that. But again, that was a party that freed the slaves. And then you had some Republicans who said, no, we don't want them to have their rights. They went and joined the Democrat Party. And you have them there to this day. I think back, just talking about the Speaker of the House, you have Steve Scalise, almost up against a commercial break. I'll mention this, and I'll, I'll tease it, and then we'll talk about it. He apparently withdrew his name after the Democrats to try to try play the race card on it. Yeah, the race card. On Steve Scalise, a man who one member of their party tried to kill during a baseball game. And we don't talk about that enough. And I know that some Republicans will say, oh, we can't blame that on the Democrats. Yes, we can. They indoctrinated one of their voters to go after him. Now, I want to discuss that further on the other side of the break, Andrew. Yeah, we will. You guys are tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Central or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. So we're back, and when we were going to break, I was teasing you on the attack of Steve Scalise, who had thrown his hat into the ring to be Speaker of the House. Now, I admire Steve Scalise. He's a Republican from Louisiana. I think he's a great guy. We have to also remember that there was a left-wing extremist, James Hodgkins, who tried to kill Steve Scalise during a practice baseball game in D.C., Now, little is said about it. Democrats don't want to talk about it. Uh, There are even a few Republicans, definitely in the media, conservatives, who will say, you can't blame the Democrats for this. And I'm like, why not? I mean, this was the heighten of this, this entire race war that Democrats had created. I mean, it was the height of the friction that was in the country. And for this to take place, and his life was forever changed, Andrew. I mean, this guy went through surgery. I think he had part of his liver that was removed. 
And they didn't think he was going to live at one point. And there were other I think, congressmen that were uh, shot as well, injured. But the fact that Steve Scalise went through this, this happened to him. And we still, people still want to sing the praises of Democrats, not saying that they're all bad, but to make it seem as if though that everything that they've done has been for humanity and that they are these like little choir boys and girls. It's just wrong because this man almost lost his life. And when they, they don't want to talk about it today, they don't want to say this is because of the indoctrination, because of the propaganda. The Democrats are always using against Republicans, saying that they're mean, they're racist, that they want to stop black people, they want to do this, they want to stop women. When you get to that level of indoctrination, the same thing that Hitler had done, Potpole had done, and so many other dictators, of course, people, when they're not getting access to the news, and when you look at those countries, Hitler, Potpole, Mao, they controlled the media. They controlled what was put out there. And because they were able to control it, the truth, you couldn't see the truth. You couldn't read about the truth. You didn't know the truth because they were only telling you what they wanted to tell you. So you have this man, James Hoskins, who had been indoctrinated on a daily basis watching fake news CNN, fake news PMS NBC, reading the New York Times, the Washington Post. I mean, on a daily basis, a steady diet of indoctrination, propaganda just constantly seeing this. So this guy went out and felt that I, I've got to do something about it. So he goes out and he starts trying to kill Republicans. Look at what happened to Ronald Reagan. Even Donald Trump himself, look at how they tried to go after him with the effigies when they would have parades and they would have effigies of them killing him. You would look at the news and he would have this. And the FBI, the Secret Service, no one, the CIA, no one wanted to stop this. They were okay with it. And they were saying that they're the bad guys, we're the good guys, but we were constantly seeing this over and over again, the times that people have made threats against Donald Trump's life and no one wanted to report on it. Well, he can accept it, but the moment someone says something about Barack Obama, oh, that's wrong, we can't. Why? Because one is black, one is white? It's the indoctrination. It's what the media has created. And then you have Republicans afraid to push back and say, no, this is wrong. I don't care who it is. All life is important. And when you threat a life, when you, you threaten a person's life, this has to be answered. There has to be consequences. But no one wanted to do it. No one wanted to say it. They were okay with it. You look, look at, again, going back to the Democrats. And what I'm doing is I'm just giving you context here because they're constantly saying Republicans are in disarray and they're mean, they're this. You look at when Trump was in office and you look at some of the things that the Democrats said. Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters said, you go out and you tell them that you're not welcome. We don't want you here. If you see him in a gas station, she said this on a platform. Chuck Schumer came out and said, Brad Kavanaugh, you have unleashed the dragon or the kraken. And we're coming after you. This will not go unanswered, you being on the Supreme Court. Eric Holder made the comment. He said that Michelle Obama said that when they go low, when they go low, we go high. No, I say that when they go low, we kick them. You had people going after Trump 
cabinet members, Trump officials, when they would go out to eat and tell them, you're not welcome here. We don't want you here. Spitting at them. Sarah Huckabee Sanders couldn't go to a restaurant. They were spitting at her. And no one wanted to come out and say, this is wrong. The only thing they said, Andrew, was that this is part of political life. No, it is not. I remember the, uh, what was her name? She was over the Homeland Security Secretary. They went after her. I mean, and these people are human beings. They were afraid. They were like, okay, let me just get out of this. I'm going to back down. But they shouldn't back down. They should have been able to stand up and say, these are my voices. You have to hear my voices. But when you do it, Democrats would go after them. And you had a lame Congress that would say absolutely nothing. That is the reason why Rashida Tlaib felt extremely comfortable putting up a Palestinian flag. And some would say, oh, well, she's from Palestine. She's an American. Well, she should be. Let's check her papers. If we were to say that, they say, oh, that's, that's discrimination. That's bigotry. You're saying that she can't be an American? No, I'm not saying that. I'm looking at her actions. Her action speaks louder than words. I need to see the documentation to make certain that she's here legally. Ilian Omar, the same thing. We rescued her from a shithole camp in Kenya where she could be right now today rotting in her own excrement. But we rescued she and her family and we brought them here. And this is the thing she gives us? By saying that on oh, 9-11, some people said something happened. Really? These are the people who are supposed to be our elected officials. But then, too, I have always said, if you go, people say, well, how did they get elected? If you go to their home states, you go to their cities, you go to their districts, you will see that it is compromised of refugees that America opened up its door to and allowed them to come here. They have now taken over the area so that they can elect these radicals. Yes, I said it. They can elect these radicals. And we can't question that. We have homegrown terrorists right in our back door. But instead of the CIA and the FBI looking at it, what are they doing? They're going after moms and dads at schools that saying that we don't want all this cross-gender mess taught at our schools. We don't want our kids taught that they can change their genders. We don't want that. So Christopher Ray will go after them. Merrick Garland will go after them. Meanwhile, homegrown terrorists are coming through the border claiming to be, oh, I'm trying to suffer, get away from religious persecution. And now they're saying, oh, they're coming in from Venezuela. Yeah, but a lot of them are coming in from China. Just the other day, they stopped two men coming in from Lebanon. How the hell did they get to the Mexico border? Who paid for their trip there? They're coming in all over. And you got Democrats saying, let them come in. Oh, we can have open border. But at the same time, Andrew, while the war is going on in Israel, and Israel is warning people, you need to vacate this area. You need to get out of this area. You need to get out of the Gaza Strip because we're coming in to clean it up. All of the Arab countries, Egypt, Jordan, Iran, which is not an Arab country, they have Syria, they have shut their borders. Oh, we don't want them coming here. We should close the border. Make sense. We have the guards. We don't want them coming here. Why don't you want your fellow brethren to come there? Why don't you want to help them out? Why are you shutting your borders? I'll tell you why. Because they're afraid of what they could get. They're afraid of who the people who will come in pretending to be coming in because we need safety. But in actuality, they're coming in to create chaos. See, they know it. They recognize it. But here in the United States, oh, we don't know it. We don't recognize it. We have our people on the hill saying, oh, let them come in. Oh, we want them in. 
I read the other day, there was someone saying, oh, we should bring in some uh, Palestinians. No, the hell we shouldn't. We don't know who those people are. We already have enough Afghanistanians here. And I'm sure within that bunch of 60,000, there are some radicals. And we will rule the day a decade from now. And then we will wonder, how did this happen? Don't ask how. You know how it happened. We look the other way. We allow them to come in because we said the Democrats have the best ideas. Let them come in. And the next thing you know, they're running for Congress. Look at these districts and see what the makeup of them are. Look at Cincinnati. You would be shocked. Now, I'm not saying that these people aren't good law-abiding citizens. Please don't get me wrong. Because you have some Americans here who have been here for quite some time, like James Hoskins, who decided to try to kill Steve Scalise, like Rene Bouchard, who tried to kill Rand Paul. No, they were Americans born and bred in America. Also were members of the Democrat Party. Also terrorists trying to kill fellow Americans. So I don't discriminate when I call these people out. So don't you dare think, oh, he's just, he's just looking at the ones who are coming in. No, I'm looking at them all. And these happen to be white men. Okay? That did this on the Democrat Party platform, of course. We have to call this out every time. So why are you saying all this? I am saying this so that when you hear them saying that the Democrats, oh, they have their stuff together, and maybe we should put them speak of the House. No, they don't. What they have is they have a complicit media that's giving them protection, giving them cover, so that you will think that, oh, they got it all together, when in actuality, they don't have it together. They don't have it together, because if they did, that border would be closed. If they did, they would have already called out the people that tried to kill Republicans. But I want to go back to Scalise for a minute there, Andrew. See, so has Scalise, who had thrown his hat in, and like I said, I admire him, considering the fact that the Democrats tried to assassinate him. Just imagine what that would have looked like had he been the Speaker of the House. And they could have said, look at what he's gone through. Despite the fact that the Democrats tried to have him assassinated, he's still here. And now he's a Speaker of the House, third in line to the presidency. Now, of course, Republicans wouldn't have played it up that way because they would have been too afraid. Oh, we can't say that. Why can't you? It's the truth. Look at Hakeem Jeffries. If he ever becomes a Speaker of the House, which is what he wants, they will glorify and saying, oh, he's a black man. Oh, his family's in slavery. Oh, look, and he, look at where he is now, third in line to the succession of the presidency. But what they won't tell you is that his uncle was a radical. His uncle was a part of this radical group. They try to overthrow the government. Oh, they won't tell you that. Oh, they can't tell you that. A lot of you don't even know about it. Google it. His uncle, radical, back in the 80s and the 90s, completely radical man. But they won't tell you that. So people will look at Hakeem Jeffries and go, oh, he's so nice and he's this. And, uh, they, the Republicans just don't like him because he's black. No. We know that he sat at the foot of his radical uncle, whom he said that he admired. See, these are the things that they won't tell you. But on After Dark with Robin Andrew, we're going to tell you, we're going to give you context. Look it up for yourself. Because that's another thing. Oh, they're just spewing this stuff. No, look it up for yourself. Hakeem Jeffries, look at his uncle. A radical. I think he might have been one of those uh, Nation of Islam, black, black oh, yeah. Hebrews, one of those crazy radical groups. See, Rob, this is what Republicans need to do a better job of pointing out. I mean, how often do we... Hear Democrats try and paint 
Republicans with the racist brush, even though there's no evidence of that whatsoever, even though we know the Democrats' racist past with the Klan and slavery. But nonetheless, uh, they always try and paint Republicans as racist. And the Democrats, we've been seeing, particularly since this conflict in Israel has really broken loose, they have a big problem with being anti-Semitic. I mean, there are a lot of anti-Semitic uh, Democrats around. And I don't like to throw that word around loosely so it doesn't lose meaning like the word racist has lost meaning uh, over the years. But, I mean, man, these are just hateful, hateful people who have uh, deep uh, disdain for Israel and its people. Uh, they've got a real problem in that party with that. And it starts with the Jihad Squad. And then, uh, yeah, even people like Hakeem Jeffries, I think he's a little bit more quiet about it. But I don't think he's an ally of Israel. In fact, someone like uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar, um, I'd almost be worried about them being a foreign spy. Uh, we need to look at kicking them out of Congress if things really escalate in Israel, because their allegiance is clearly to Palestine and not with our ally, Israel. I agree completely. And just to give you more context, while Andrew was speaking, I was doing a little research. Hakeem Jeffries' uncle is Black Studies professor Leonard Jeffries, who eventually lost his job over incendiary comments about Jewish people. Also, Hakeem Jeffries once praised his infamous uncle. See, these are things that the media won't tell you. They will hide it. They want you to think, oh, that doesn't matter. He has nothing to do with it. Yes, it does. It gives you context. And as Andrew said, Republicans don't do a good job at providing you with context. So it's up to news outlets like After Dark with Robin Andrew. We're going to we'll provide you with this context. Now, I am not saying by any means that we should judge Hakeem Jeffries by his relationship to his uncle. But I am saying that we should look at it and we should question it. If you're going to question Steve Scalise and you're going to say that he's a white supremacist, he's a radical, because he gave a speech at some forum that David Duke hosted. Well, Joe Biden gave a, the eulogy for Robert Byrd. What's the difference? I'm just speaking truth to power. You look at some of the other Democrats who've gone out and have spoken. And what's the kicker about this, Steve Scalise, is that they had a Democrat who happened to be a black man who came out and said, I've known Steve Scalise for 20 plus years. There's not one racist bone in his body. Not one. But the other Democrats, they were mom. Republicans, their mom. But Steve Scalise, being the patriot that he is, he saw this as being, this is probably going to be a stumbling block. They're going to focus more on this, although it's much to do about nothing. So I'm just going to back down. I'm going to just unsubmit my name. Because you know, every time the Republican is ready to run for office, they try to attach them to Robert uh, David Duke. Whereas Hillary Clinton gave speeches to David Duke, they say nothing about it. They broke bread together, they all say nothing about it. Leonard Jeffries, she, he probably went and campaigned for it. They'll say nothing about it. But whenever Republican comes out, they want to find someone. Let's attach them to it. I say they were part of it. Republicans have got to do better. And they've got to wake up. And if I'm able to present this information with you unabashedly and submit that you look at it, I would think the Republicans would be able to do the exact same thing. But they won't do it. And you can forget about the uh, 
the right-wing media, especially one of the major players like Fox, because they're not going to do it. No. They'll just sit back and hold and, and sit on it, Andrew. So it is up to us, Andrew, to do it, plain and simple. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Rob and I did, and we're so happy we've tried Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. And guys, what's the one thing that all elite athletes have in common? They're getting a good night's sleep. You can get a good night's sleep if you go to HealthyCell.com or AmericaOutloud.shop and use the promo code OUTLOUD when you sign out. Go to HealthyCell.com and use the promo code OUTLOUD to save. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We are back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew, just continuing our discussion about the latest Speaker of the House controversy. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Jim Jordan now and uh, how the attacks are coming at him. 
we saw it come after Steve Scalise. Uh, they were acting like he was some kind of racist with all these ties to David Duke, even though their leader, Joe Biden, is like best friends with Robert Byrd. Uh, we all know about that. We've seen the pictures of them together. So uh, it's super hypocritical to come after Scalise when Joe Biden's got questionable past himself, perhaps even more questionable than Steve Scalise's was. And uh, as far as uh, Jim Jordan goes, we're seeing the same thing happen to him. Once again, the old tired attacks uh, about that sexual abuse scandal at Ohio State, acting like Jim Jordan needed to protect college wrestlers from getting sexually abused. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Of course, they use the GYM Jordan tag to describe him all the time and act like it's so clever. Uh, there's nothing behind this. Uh, Jim Jordan would have been in trouble a long time ago for it. There were never any charges against him at the time, uh, not even any allegations against him. Uh, this is just a hit job because he happened to coach at Ohio State at the same time that they had a sex scandal. And that's what you're seeing uh, the Democrats use against him. Jim Jordan was an incredible wrestler. I didn't know how good he was, Rob. Apparently in high school, this guy went 156 and won, and he won four state titles. I've never even heard of that. This guy won a state title as a freshman. So when you're like 14 years old, probably going up against 18-year-olds in wrestling. I mean, that's incredibly impressive. Uh, and then he's got his master's in education and a law degree. So uh, definitely a good resume for Jim Jordan. And I'd like to see him get a chance as Speaker of the House. So would I. I think that Jim Jordan is a force to contend with. And it, it's interesting because they refer to him as being a little scrappy fella in the, uh, the, the House. And he, you can look at him and tell that the guy is, looks like he's built of rocks. He's like really solid. I think he's all the five, seven, five, eight. But he is definitely a force. Okay, let me see. Jim Jordan, six. I don't know. They, they, they do these crazy things with the height. But he's, it doesn't matter. He's a force to contend with. And I think that of all of the Republicans, you and I, we have always supported him. And he's one of the original founders of the, I think it's the Freedom Caucus, which was formed when Barack Obama became the president. They formed it to try to keep him Barack Obama in line. So I admire the guy, uh, the fact that he is even throwing his hand, his hat into the ring to run for Speaker of the House. And the other thing about him is that he also demurred to uh, when they wanted to, initially when they were selecting the Speaker of the House and they put his name out, and he said that he supported Kevin McCarthy. And stood behind him. And I thought, wow, that, that says a lot. And even now, when he his name came up, and he could have said, you know, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to. But Kevin McCarthy has thrown his support behind him, as has former President Donald Trump. So it begs a question, is it that many of the Republicans don't, or the ones that don't want to support him, aren't supporting him because Trump is supporting him? Is, uh, what's his name, Mitch McConnell? 
Is he whispering in their ears and saying, no, don't do it, don't do it? We can hold out a little while longer. There is no one else, unfortunately, that I can see that could take this on. Kevin McCarthy has said that he will not run again. Of course, he could possibly do it if they say, well, there's no one else. And the Democrats say they'll support him again. Well, they'll support him again so they can say, ha, 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 ha. You guys kicked him out and we helped you bring him back in. But who else? I don't think Matt Gates wants it, and you know that he wouldn't get the vote. I mean, I would bring in, I mean, the only other people that I could see would be Donald Trump or even Newt Gingrich. But then they would have to get the support of Democrats. And they would probably get some. But then, too, you're looking at, when you look at all this, you still have some Republicans who just aren't trying or don't want to try and help get the Speaker of the House selected. They don't want it. They're sitting there and they're wondering, well, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. And I think that they're okay with this, Andrew. I think that, I, I really think that they like the turmoil. Because as we opened up the show saying, there's a person, a no-name individual who's saying, well, I might run. Like, who are you? I don't even know. <laughs> I never knew you existed. And the thing that bothers me about this, this entire thing, is that we're being told that the, one of the primary goals of the Speaker of the House is to raise money to get other candidates, representatives from other states to get them on board. So like, then what are they doing for the House? What are they doing for the country if they're running around trying to raise money? And that was one of the things, again, going back to Nancy Pelosi, they said, oh, she's a great fundraiser. Oh, she knows how to raise money. Well, she was taking money from special interest groups and from lobbyists. She knows how to raise money. So what was she actually doing? other than creating division, because she was also good at that. I would think that you would have the RNC that would be identifying candidates and trying to support the cause. And where's Rona McDaniel? Is she raising money? I don't even know why she, she should have stepped down. See, it just goes back to there, there are many problems. I've talked about the problems of the Democrats, but then we have some glaring problems of the Republicans that to me can be easily fixed if people were to step aside and stop thinking that they own these roles. They feel as if though the positions belong to them and that no one else could handle or should be in those positions. And I think that she's one of those individuals. Because you would think she would come out and say, well, it doesn't matter whoever gets the position, the Speaker of the House, we're going to work with them to help raise money, fundraise money. And then you, you have a huge, uh, I, I want to say, basket of Republicans, the donors, who are in la-la land. I don't even think that they're committed to conservatism. Because if they were, they would be out saying, well, regardless, we're going to support the candidates. If I was in a party, and I saw that everyone wanted, <clears throat> excuse me, if everyone wanted the person to lead the party to be Donald Trump, 
better or for worse, I would say we got to support him. Because if the party wants it, if the voters wants it, not just the party, but the voters want this man, then we need to throw our support behind him because that's the only way we're going to win. Because win or lose, he's going to be the elected person of the party. He's going to be the party nominee. So we just got to get behind it. We're, this race can easily be won with all the missteps of Biden. Even with the media lying about everything, we could very easily win this if we were to put together a, a ground game. But first, we've got to start by getting the Speaker of the House and showing that we could do this. You would think the Republicans would come together and a caucus behind closed doors and say, OK, guys, do we want to win or do we want to lose? OK, I know you guys are mad at Matt Gates about what he did. OK, it happened. Now we got to look forward. What do we do from here? We need to go ahead and get a speaker. Now, as I said once before on the show, when they got rid of vacated the seat, and again, that's in the Constitution that they could do it. Nancy Pelosi, when she became Speaker of the House, she took it out. But then for Kevin McCarthy to become Speaker of the House, some of the members of the uh, Republicans said, we want this there because if you're not doing a good job, we're going to get rid of you. And I think they knew, Andrew, all along that they were going to vacate that seat. And that's the reason why they wanted it there. And I think he knew also. But I think that he felt that he had enough support that it wouldn't happen. Well, it happened. So going back to my story, Republicans coming together and saying, okay, folks, we're at a critical mass here. Let's just go ahead, pick the person, and let's move forward. We don't have time. Now, as I've mentioned to you, Andrew, off the air during some of our conversations is that, in a way, I'm kind of glad that they have not gotten a Speaker of the House because all we hear right now is that we need to get a Speaker of the House as soon as possible so that we can start allocating money to Israel for the war. What do you mean allocating money? Israel has enough money. We we need to keep the money here. We're already giving money to Ukraine. And I think that was a point of contention as well that Kevin McCarthy signed up on this this continued bill, funding bill, which had in it money for Ukraine. You have to get into the details because they won't explain this to you. Now, I heard that he said, well, we're not going to do this unless you do this. And then you had some Democrats saying, well, if you want to fund this, we're going to put a little money in it for Ukraine. Ukraine has gotten billions of dollars. Oh, my God. And they still haven't won this war. And you still got to have this madman Zelensky saying, oh, give us more money. Now, initially, Andrew and I, we said, oh, Zelensky, this guy, he's showing, he's being a real leader. But now he's just being someone who's just a money grabber. Because I don't know what's going on over, over there in uh, Russia. And then we get hear these reports that Putin is on his last leg. Like, what the hell is going on? So for me, at least, I speak for myself. I was glad that they didn't have a Speaker of the House right now, because I'm like, if they did, they'll start allocating money to Israel, because Republicans, not Republicans, but the House controls the purse. They're the ones who decide the allocation of the money. And that's all you hear. You don't hear about any leadership, direction. It's, oh, we need to get them in there right now, because we need to get money to Israel. Oh, and it's going to stop. Everything's going to fall apart. Has anything fallen apart? Think about it. Has anything fallen apart since we haven't elected the Speaker of the House? No. But the media is leading you to believe that things are going to fall apart any moment now. Now, I will say this. If something goes south, they will immediately say, well, it went south because we don't have a Speaker of the House. No, it didn't go south because of that. 
because I heard just recently that Biden has already uh, said, we're going to do some money for here. We're going to do this. And I'm thinking, well, I thought they needed Congress to do that. See, there are ways to work around this, but they, our rep elected representatives won't tell us. And we know sure as hell the media isn't going to point it out or tell us either. Because they have a vested interest to keep you scared. They have a vested interest to make you think that, oh, something's going to fall apart. Oh, this is not good. But when you step back and put it into context, as we've been doing tonight and After Dark with Robin Andrew, you'll see that, wait a minute, this just doesn't make any sense. Just like when they say they're going to shut down the government and they say, oh, if we shut down the government, oh, look at what's going to happen. Oh, we're going to shut down the government and oh, things are going to go all awry. Oh, no, we're shutting down the government. Things aren't going to get done. The country's going to fall apart. No, the country's falling apart because of the Democrat rule. The country's falling apart because Joe Biden isn't fit to serve. The country is falling apart because Joe Biden has made all these side deals. Yes, I said side deals. He and Hunter Biden, and have you noticed they haven't said anything about Hunter Biden? And I think if we were to look a little closely and look at a lot of these deals that were being performed or that were made by Hunter Biden, we would see that's the reason why Iran is where it is right now. But no one wants to say anything about it. We can't mention this. Why can't we? Why can't we talk about it? There's something here that should not be happening. That's the reason why we're in dire shape that we're in. That's the reason why things aren't working the way they should. Because Joe Biden's at the top. Joe Biden's doing things that he should not be doing. Or is it that he's not doing things that he should be doing? I mean, look at the tip of response he came out and said about, uh, about Israel. Now, I know that he came out later on, he gave this fiery speech and everybody, oh, he did the right thing. He said the right thing. Saying the right thing and doing the right thing are two different things. Anyone can write out a speech and say, hey, Joe, memorize this, shoot him up with some vitamin D, and he'll give him a little oxygen. He'll be able to commit this. He'll be able to say it. But we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for this failed administration. We would not be. We wouldn't be where we are, and I would also say, if it wasn't for a fake news media not being truthful, not speaking the truth, not reporting the truth. They're supposed to be the arbiters of the truth. They're supposed to keep our elected officials honest. As they always like to say, well, the Constitution, the Constitution acknowledges us in the Constitution. Yeah, but you have fallen from that. You have fallen so far from that. But you always want to go back to the Constitution. You have allowed the Democrat Party to just completely destroy the fabric of our society. And what for? For political gain? We wouldn't be where we are now if it wasn't for the media not reporting on the truth, being accurate, telling us what's happening. But they want to attack Republicans and say, oh, they don't, they're not together. They're in disarray. Oh, my God. We don't have a speaker. And now they want Jim Jordan. Let's go after him because he's a radical. I mean, I see that a lot, Andrew, being reported. He's a radical. He's just mean. He's mean. Why? Because he's holding you accountable? He's not taking this garbage from you. You guys don't want that. You want someone who's weak. You want someone who's afraid. Republicans, I mean, Democrats, they will never pull together and vote for him because he's, oh, no. No, I'm sure they won't because they're afraid that he's going to hold them accountable. They're afraid of what he's going to do 
to expose all this to the American people. And you would think that people would say, we want to know more. We want to see if our government is corrupt. But many people just sitting by the way said, oh, no, let's keep it going. You don't want to vote, but then you want to complain and say, we can't get anymore. Which one is it? At the end of the day, Andrew, a decision has to be made. And Republicans have got to start standing up strong on principle and saying, this is a person we're going to bag. All the other Republicans, you need to fall in place. You're either for us or you're against us. But we hope that you're for us so that we can move forward and show the American people that we can govern because we know that the media will tell you otherwise. But we are here to support the institution, to represent our constituents, and we can and we will govern plain and simple, Andrew. Yeah, very well said. Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is on America Out Loud. You can find it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream, or go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.